but they are a very funny bunch of people. So give y'all a shout out. But anyway, got to do it in full effect for 2011. Let me just tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. We have been up to nothing in August. I mean, we have been doing so much. Have a lot of events coming up. I'm so excited for you guys to hear about some of the fantastic things we got going on. But we are starting our new year off with a bang. This is the first show of Gap to Diva Radio for 2011. But Thursday, if you tune in to us at 9 p.m., that is our 50th episode. So we are really, really going hard. Really going hard. I'm so excited. I can't wait. You know what, you guys? Give yourself a round of applause for support. If you are listening to the Gap Radio, you are the reason. You are the reason why we are so hot right now. Gap Diva has been given so many opportunities. Thanks to all my listeners and all my followers. Don't hate. Celebrate. Celebrate the fact that you are not conforming. Celebrate the fact that you are unique and creative. And celebrate the fact that you are down with motivating each other, not with celebrity gossip and celebrity fluff. We don't give a damn how many times Lizzie Lohan went into rehab. We don't give a damn who's sleeping with Taylor Swift this month. We don't care who Kim Kardashian made a sex tape with this year. We don't give a damn who baby mama took them to court and took half of all their winnings or which NBA player slept with which white girl. We don't give a damn. What we give a damn about is the fact that people in your own neighborhood, people that you sit right next to, people that you have tangible access to are doing some big things all around you. But because they don't have the media coverage and because Channel 12 News is not knocking on their door, you don't get to hear about it. But thanks to Gap Through Diva, now you do. And I've been going strong, and I'm just so hyped. I'm so excited. We got a big trip going to New York this weekend. Uh, I'm so excited, Katie. We are coming. He's counting down, and I'm so ready to go. I just ask that you please turn the heat up because I do not like to be cold. Like the rings do not like to get cold. So <laughs> please turn the heat up in that mamma jamma. We're going to be in the Diamond Sphere Record Studio this weekend doing a whole lot of work. I can't wait to show you guys what we came up with. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm ready to go on the road. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go back home. It's been a while since I got to see the touch home. And I'm going to touch home just a little bit. Not for long, but just a little bit. And um, I hope you guys, um, you know, you can hold it down for me in VA while I'm out there. Look, we got a couple of events coming up. Oh, no. Got to say shout out to Infamous. Just Watch Entertainment, Dante Bourne, uh, Sleek, Heavy, Evan Trent, and Jairus. Shout out to Dakota Larson. All y'all had a good time last night at the Camel. You shut it down for Infamous and Black Album Live. Y'all should be with Colson. How do you think the event went? It went pretty nice. I mean, people really came to perform. Uh, you know Infamous and them shut it down when they got on stage. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. I mean, he had my sister in awe. She was like, it's just so wonderful. I love his music. He's so fantastic. <laughs> I mean, his music is just its really good, but everybody else was really talented. We really held the camel down. Oh, shout out to DJ J. Vaughn on the Was It Tuesday. He was doing his thing last night. You know what, what, what kills me, though? He was right, though. People pay their money, and they don't want to dance. 
Yeah, you really can't control that, man. I mean, he was doing a great job with the music. But if people just feel like chilling, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So that's what they did. It was a Monday. So. It was the case of the Mondays. I had a terrible case of the Mondays. Let me tell y'all what happened to me, okay? Now, Y'all Two Diva is just like everybody else in this day and age, in this century, in this generation. She really depends a lot on her cell phone and accessing her cell phone, utilizing her cell phone to tweet, to update my status, to communicate with other people, to check my schedule, to get directions, to figure out what I want to eat, what's close by. I even check my balances. I mean, you know, you name it, I do it on my phone. Okay? Why does this little nappy-headed, not no little test-tube baby, four-year-old, decides he wants to get mad at me and pour Sprite on my damn now, Sprite is absolutely delicious, but at this time... I, I can't drink Sprite right now. can't drink right I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's not even my child. My child knows better. Oh, man. Okay, this is somebody else's kid. Yeah. So you tell me, you guys call in and tell me what I should have did. Because call me, one six four six three seven eight zero four four two. That's six four six three seven eight. 0442, if you want to weigh in on this issue right here. But I wanted to put my hands on the little boy. I really did. I, I mean, I was close. You know how you ready? Like, you bucking at the kid, but, you know, God pull you back. Hold on, that's a little kid. Don't do that. Don't put your hands on the kid. But I really wanted to choke the living snot out of this little brand. He poured the entire bottle of Sprite. On my phone. I would have pulled a Kevin Hart, just pinched him and walk away. Yeah. One of them jobs where he can't cry. You, I, I, like ten minutes later. I want you, I want to kick him in his little baby nuts. I really did. No. I did. You know what I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Child protective services don't get mad at me. Okay. You love the kid. I love the kid. But that little kid needed his ass what? <laughs> and that's just as simple as that. Yeah. You gonna pour soda on myself? Oh, you don't even know me, son. That's a true. You don't even know me, son. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. But, you know. So, Jackson Deep is on a loner right now. <laughs> and a loner is just the instinct, which is like three years old or something like that. Wow. You know? It's, uh, a, it's a step back in time. It's a step back in time. <laughs> you did some time drop. Yeah. So, I'm so 2008 right now. Wow. Rocking this old cell phone. And I'm just feeling some type of way. I am, but you know, if you love me, you'll just give me well wishes and pray that I get a new phone by the end of the week because I can't live like this. Yeah. I can't. Please. I can't live like this. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the 1990s where everybody didn't have a cell phone. You had to wait till you got home and call people. <laughs> I feel terrible. But anyway, shout out to, to everybody at the infamous and Black Eyed Alive because they were very supportive when I told my story on stage. You know, because I was upset yesterday. I mean, I had an attitude. You couldn't tweet me or talk to me. I was not trying to speak to nobody. I was really upset. That type of stuff just don't happen. Yeah, it really sucked for you for the day. Yeah. Shout out to Camel, man. They got a nice little establishment. Yeah, too. the Camel is off the chain. We really like your establishment. So shout out to them um, off West Broad Street. Don't ask me the number right now because I don't remember. It's right across the street from the Lowe's, y'all. Yeah. If you're in Richmond, you know what we're talking about. Exactly. It's on West Broad Street in the BCU area across the street from Lowe's. Yeah. It's hot. It's a nice place. It's a nice place. Yeah. Really, and they got great drink specials if you look at their menu. Oh, man. I loved it. But anyway, we have an event coming up with 
a whole lot of people. Shout out to Export Digital Media, to Higher IQ3. Shout out to Natasha B1980.com, RichmondSpotlight.com, and DNW Entertainment. We will be at Parsh, 1713 East Main Street, Richmond, Virginia, on January the 15th, 2011, for the MLK Signature Black and White Affair going down at Parsh. Hosted by Kells of 105.7 Kiss FM. Doors open at 9 p.m. Coat check is available. Tickets are $10 in advance and 20 hours at the door. They will be having VIP and bottle service, and a portion of the proceeds will benefit the High IQ3 Foundation, which is a local youth mentoring program. So DNW Entertainment, as for digital media, um, High IQ3, Natasha B1980, and RichmondSpotlight.com are all in charge of this event. Come out and show your support. And also donate to benefit the High IQ3 Foundation. Um, if you want more information, you can email dwemg1 at gmail.com and music by Danger Mouth. So Danger Mouth will be in the building. Y'all know who he is. So come out there with your black and white on. Show your support. Get down for the MLK holiday. Also, um, if you want, ladies out there, if you want to be fly and you want to avoid any club, doppelgangers, then you need to get your accessories from NatashaB1980.com. Check her website out. Get your necklace and your bracelets and your earrings and your pocketbooks and your belts and all that stuff. Get that from NatashaB1980.com as soon as you can because right now she's running some ill specials and she has a special section called the Signature Line which is straight black and white accessories, especially for this event. So get your accessories there. And like she said on the show last week, all these accessories and stuff, one of a kind. So once you got it, you got it. You are the only one with it. And um, I was rocking a very familiar owl ring today, um, according to Miss Brandy. She was like, that looks very familiar. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, be there January 15th on Gap Deeper Radio, GapFuDeeper.com will be in the building broadcasting live from this event as well. So even if you just come to see me, you know, be there. Be there. <laughs> you know, I'm not danger mouse, but be there anyway because <laughs> I'm kind of fly. I just signed my first autograph, so I'm still real good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on a, I'm on a Twitter list. You know what? No, you you really don't want to hear about it. But I, I mean, this is how you know you're doing something when you on a Twitter list because you can list certain people in the categories when you're following them. I got a couple of followers who have listed me on the list called I would f the h out of her. <laughs> she could get it list, <laughs> and I'm on there with you know for a bunch of people though. <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, plus I vibe like me, you know. I'm just feeling really, really good. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm so excited. So, um, to get Black Liquid on the line. He is our feature artist of the week. You guys all know him. One of the hottest underground artists in Richmond. He's doing his thing. He's all over the place. He even opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony, Snoop Dogg, 
slew of people. I mean, he's been on stage with the photosynthesizers, with the Fisher Freeze. He's been doing his thing, and we're just so honored to have him on the show tonight. So hopefully he will answer the phone. We can get him in and find out exactly how he became Black Liquid and how he is running the streets in Richmond, Virginia. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Yo, Get you nowhere, you know. Oh, okay. Your plan don't get nobody anywhere. There we go. There we go. I like that. That's that's prophecy one coming from Black Liquid this evening. We'll count down how many how many of those things you throw at us this evening. <laughs> now, first of, first and foremost, everybody who does not know who you are, they obviously live under a rock. But for those people who don't know who you are, can you please explain to them why you the boss? The simple as this, y'all. I'm just a regular dude who sat around a lot of people who said they would do a lot of things and watched each of them let their dreams die. And so I took it upon myself to lock it down and put it down, track after track after track, grind out in the streets, do whatever it takes, because somebody out here has to show people that we can get free. Whether it be mentally or through the bars, you know, saying of being caught with, with certain lifestyles, you know, people get caught up in wanting to spend money. You don't have to have to spend costs to understand what value is. So the main thing that I've ever wanted, that's why all my music has always been free, pretty much, is because I just want people to recognize that they can accomplish great things too, and that we can make each other greater. So who I am yeah. is basically just a result of who everybody else is. Okay. Now, where did the huh. name Black Liquid come from? We used to uh, we used to lamp. Like we do now, but we was landing back in the day, like just freestyling, and it just kind of happened. I just actually said Black Liquid in the midst of some stuff, and my producer Slug was like, "That's your new name." And I was like, "All right," and so I just kind of ran with it because I, I'm not a big, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily one who's caught up in, in the forefront of things. Like you can say your name is this or that, or you can you can dress this kind of way, but you know, I'm more about a person's aura and who they are. And if they have a moniker and they want to live up to it, then you know, saying that that name is something that they gotta earn. You know, saying all the way in front of them. So that language has kind of been something that stuck with, but I've had to, to live up to it in so many different ways because, I mean, black liquid, you got ink, you got oil, you got, um, you know, saying just blood when it dries, you know, saying anything yeah. is black liquid. The people dying right now over black liquid, and I'm, I'm, I'm living over black liquid. Wow. So, yeah. God. All right. Now, um, how long you actually been doing this? I mean, like, really, really taking it seriously and going hard the way you have? Um, like, uh, like the last two years have been, like, the, the fiercest level of the grind. Before that, it was more like we used to hit up at Nancy Reagan's, like, a few years back, and um, we used to have the open mics. You know, Swerve would host it with Noah or um, Matt from Monastery Records and stuff, and, like, they'd have those joints, and we used to go out there and freestyle with them. The scene fell apart, and so I kind of fell back in the lab, and I watched a lot of my people just quit, 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going in. So I did a whole bunch of plotting and a whole bunch of recording and a whole bunch of, you know, practicing and all kinds of stuff. And I, I approached Swerve, and I was like, yo, I want to show. I'm about to show y'all what I've been doing for so long since y'all ain't seen me because I just fell back for the scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I came back uh, summer of uh, 09 and did a show with Triple. The video was on YouTube and everything. And that was my first show where I unleashed what it is that I've been, you know, trying to, to formulate as far as how I want to express myself clearly. Because when you find a clear route of expression, whether it be through poetry or through music or dancing or through art, you can you you find you know the missing link that society wants to take away from you so much. And so that wow. was my path, and that was my way to hit them. And like I saw the reaction right there from the start. Like when I hit them with that, like if you watch the YouTube video, you can see people in the back that ain't even interested, and then the joint just catches them. And I just black out. And you're saying from that moment, I've just been blacking out doing shows. So like to me. I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm still not even really getting started because it's it's always a new, fresh experience, and it's it's something that's just, you know, it's spices, but it's my route of clear expression. So, won't tell anybody out there, out there who says they're doing this, I've been doing this for 10 years because, you know what I'm saying, what you need to focus on is what you're going to do in the next 10 years. Wow. That's why the last wow. CD I put out was, was the future because it's my past and my present put together to form my future. That's what all this has been. Okay. Now, when you first started, um, did you get any, like, negative feedback, people telling you it's not possible, any haters in the, in oh, the yeah. way? My own brother didn't listen to my music until this year, well, last year, until 2010. My own brother, wow. you know? Yeah, so you, you get people, uh, I mean, I don't know, my brother, he's like a, kind of like a polar opposite of me. Like, I'm the nerd of the family in a lot of ways, and he's like the manly man. Like, he's good with tools and all kinds of things, and, like, I'm good yeah. at video games. And read books. So like, he um, he just he just never really caught into it. And you know, he hear about me from like parties and stuff because I used to to kill parties like all the time. We used to have the freestyle parties at my man's spot, and like I'd go to that joint and just destroy it and have a great time and think this is great. But then I come back to the crib to my own reality, and um, I have no support. So like, I mean, he he used to use the same kind of kind of um. Reasoning is behind it. Like, so a lot of people first try to pay me as like a conscious artist, and then my response to that was that a conscious artist is indicative of an unconscious listener. So then I switched it up a little bit, you know what I'm saying, to make it clear all the way to them that I'm not trying to pitch it on. I'm not trying to throw a rock or point a finger at anything but ourselves. You sit there and talk about the system, this system, that, but ultimately we are all parts of the system, and unless we find a way to make the system work for us, it's going to perpetually work against us, and we will be the ones who lead to our own destruction. Wow. So, like, yeah, so... Like, you know, you catch feedback all the time when you pursue your individuality, and a lot of the times it's negative. But, you know, I, I remember, and this is going to be the worst person to quote in the world for something like this, but there's an old issue with XXL when Nelly says that um, back when he was working for UPS, you know saying, he knew he was going to get on, and he knew that he was doing the right thing when people started hating on him. So when people told me, you ain't going to do that, or why does it sound this way, or why, why, why are you around this way, you know what I'm saying? And to me, that was like, you know what, at least you're asking about it. That means I got to keep pressing to dig this out and figure out why it is, and then I can show you how it is. And then, you know what I'm saying, I can tell you what it is. So never at but, any point in your, in your career, in the initial part of your career, did you ever feel like maybe I, I might not be good at this or maybe this is not for me? Uh, I mean, like, it wasn't that I never felt like I wasn't good at this or that, or that I feel like I am great at this or whatever. It's just, like, you know, you, you have to – you know, you have an inner voice that talks to you and tells you that this is great. Like, you were talking about being fly. 
you know what I'm saying? And, you know, picking a joint. When you grab that bag and you're like, I like this bag, that bag, you know what I'm saying, is a result of the inner voice inside of you saying, I'm going to rock this joint because this joint is me. And, you know, so you may not, your first bag may not be as fly as the last bag you got, but I definitely think that that first bag led to you getting that flyest bag that you got now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, finding a clear path of expression was my form of fly. Whether it was pretty or ugly to somebody else, you know, ultimately it didn't matter to me, and the only thing I could do was get over it. It's like the cold weather. You can go outside, and you can make yourself ten times colder by simply standing there saying, damn, it's cold outside. Or you can just put a jacket on and deal with it. And so... <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. do you have, like, anybody under you that you're mentor right now that, you know, looks up to you, admittedly? Uh, uh, I mean, like, I've I've been told by people before that they they look up to me. Like, my man, my man probably told me, you know, saying that I've inspired him in a lot of ways, my man Deshae. You know, like, even, you know, me and Official Freeze, we came up together. So, like, the things that, that he did, that was somebody who majorly inspired me and showed me that I could really pursue this. And um, when he went through what he had to go through, and I came back, he was like, man, you really weren't playing. And, you know, so that inspires me, and that makes me want to work even harder. So, like, it's not that there's anybody personally that I, I view myself in a superior position to be like, I'm mentoring this person. You know, so I view that everybody is really just sharpening each other, steel sharpening steel. And, like, the mistakes we make allow us to learn, you know, saying just as much as the other successful ventures that everybody's had, you know, has allowed us to earn and learn. So, I mean, I, I, we're all mentoring each other. Right now, you're helping me. Wow. Wow. I want to go ahead and get into um, one of your first, well, not one of your first songs, but I want to get into an earlier song, which is Richmond. Um, yeah. And that's exactly, that's where you're from. So explain us, uh, not the inspiration behind the song, but what made you ultimately do a song dedicated to your to your, your stopping ground. Yeah, well, see, this 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 ironic part. Richmond was a joint that I like. I always said I was never be that dude who had a song about his town, because uh, like you, there was a lot of talk about. It. It was like, yo, man, don't be, yo, you how come you ain't got a joint for Richmond? Blah blah blah. And I was like, well, I ain't trying to necessarily be that guy. Just like you know, some people make this record, or some people make um this record. I didn't want to yeah. make that record. But then you know, see, my producer, one of them, Mr. Mastery, aka Brendan's baby, he sent me the beat, and I and like the way I operate is my producers just give me beats, and then I just listen to it, and whatever the words are that, that I hear from that beat, from that empty space, I just carve around that soundscape, and I create, you know what I'm saying, it, you know, whatever words fit. Like, I find a symmetry, because I'm, I'm in synthesis, and, like, when I hear things, I see things. So I, I find something congruent, and then I inject the meaning within it. Like, I, you know, everybody knows that a re- from the outside, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is all chocolate, but when you bite into it, you find out there's peanut butter inside of it. Yeah. So I'm all about the peanut butter, and Richmond just happened to be that track's peanut butter. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I took a big bite. There's, you know, nobody eats them the same way. We all know they're good. Now, who's the producer on this track? It's uh, Brenda's Baby, a.k.a. Mr. MySpace, my on-the-low, low-key guy. Nobody even knows this guy. And, and, you know, he doesn't come out in the scene or nothing. He's like, my other producer, Slug, he's more out and about. You know, he'll roll with me to shows and stuff. He performs with us and all that. But, like, Mr. MySpace, he's a busy guy. Got a family, but he he has the same drive as me, and he shares the dream and the vision, and so that's why we work so easily together without but so much communication. Okay, I like that. I like that. We'll go we'll go ahead and play um, Black Liquid. This is Richmond. You got a question to comment? Give us a call six four six three seven eight zero four four two. A lot of niggas. 
talk about where they're from. But this is where I'm at. Richmond. I was born out west, but raised in the east because the fam had to eat. We went state to state on a styrofoam plate. A fast food classroom, so they had to wait. By the time we arrived, I was in third grade. I never thought that this would be the place that we stayed. VA, the gold of my brother, eighth grade. Jimmy turned to James, started bumping Wu Tang. Then the slang game, game change, cross color jeans hang off the nigga ass. It won't nothing but a thing. Plain simple, put it down. Pretty soon he won't around. Observe game, cause one day I would come around. And I did. Bad words, that is where the chapter started for a nigga like me. Shortly after, I over ears while I studied my peers. Same nigga back then, same nigga still here. Rich. The city like yours, where niggas ride old schools on 24s. The clubs close early, the cops roll deep, and niggas rock white t-shirts and go deep. Richmond, the center of Virginia, where niggas get stopped and locked for a sticker. And dollars make sense, but jobs don't exist. And every nigga around let me tell you where I live. Richmond, fresh out of high school. My generation grew, same time the South blue. Then everything changed from the same to the same. Same niggas that sold 20s moved up to selling weight. Cause they couldn't wait to put the rims on their whip. And stay freshly dipped with a zip lock to twist. Around here though, if you grind, they gon' stitch. If a nigga talk shit, he may get shot quick. The bottom blocked off cause somebody popped off. These niggas don't fight, they just let the gun talk. The cops flash the lights, then they pull you to the right. Then two more units arrive every time. The Commonwealth State where the rent paid late. And players get played to the latest mixtape. You search for a job just to work like a slave. And niggas probably wouldn't have it any other way. The city like yours, where niggas ride old schools on 24s. The clubs close early, the cops roll deep. And niggas rock white t-shirts and go deep. The center of Virginia, where niggas get stopped and locked for a sticker. And dollars make sense, but jobs don't exist. And every nigga around, let me tell you where I live. Richmond. As they say. Home. It's where the heart is. As well. As the heart. demographic that you cater to as far as when it comes to music? Or do you just do music and whoever feels it feels it? Like, yeah, that, that's that's my main motive. Like, that's why when I first started, it was like, it was on some conscious, you're being conscious, you're being conscious. And I was like, nah, man, a conscious artist means that the listener is unconscious. So <laughs> you ain't asleep. You know what I'm saying? I ain't asleep. And, you know, people tell me, oh, that's deep. But if you understand the words that I'm speaking, then you're just as deep as me. Wisdom is recognized by those wise, right? So, yeah, can you recognize I just go, I, and the truth is universal. So, you know, they say the raw is, is the raw. 
And that's who I do it for. I do it for those who can recognize the raw and the real. And, like, you know, I do it for those who who consider themselves part of the other side of things. Like, I do it for everybody. I, I would love to have somebody who who's a fan of all that commercial stuff where they just talk about how many women and how many cars, et cetera, to, you know, hear my song next and be like, oh, I can relate to that. I get that. You know what I'm saying? You can keep nodding your head to that, you know what I'm saying, job because that's cool, but if you recognize the truth that's inside of me, that's the same truth that's inside of you, then I know that you will be one step closer. Wow. So looking beyond the false. We control so much of the world we live in simply by being consumers. Yeah, you know, we live life like we're losers for winners. Okay. Now, I know you said that when you you listen to the beat, you kind of visualize what the song is supposed to be. Have you ever Mm -hmm. had any songs that you you straight spit off the top of your head and never wrote anything down? Yeah. I've done, um, like, the one joint, like, because... At one point, I was going. I got. I kind of got bored, like, um, with my usual approach to symmetry, with the music and everything, and how I was how I was doing the joints, and like my, like the way that I was feeling it, I needed to to, to stimulate another aspect of it. So like, we made a little challenge, you know, what I'm saying within ourselves, me and the producer, you know, what I'm saying I was like, yo, I'm gonna do some joints without writing, and like I did uh, the one song that's on um, and what's the way I put that shit on? It's a joint called Drunk. I think it's on the Dream, but it might be after that. But it's all called Drunk, and I didn't write any of that down. I just did it like you know off top, and just kind of you know freestyled it, flipped it up a little bit, to freestyled it again, and like the third verse was just probably just a straight freestyle. And like it, I was thinking, my logic behind this was, will it take me longer to do this, or will it take me less time? Will it be harder? And at the end of the day, it was it took the same amount of time as if I wrote it down. So I was just like, why bother changing anything if it ain't broke? You know what I'm saying? Don't fix it. Just keep, just work harder. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Now, what's, what's the kind of feedback that you get? And I know that we've seen you perform live. Everybody loves you. I've seen you at Pars. I've seen you at the Arthur Eco Fashion Show. And I've yeah. never been in a crowd where you were performing and people were unhappy. But at the same time, what, are, what is the feedback that you're getting personally, especially from media outlets or people who blog about you? What are they saying to you? Oh, it's like that's the thing. To me, I find it quite interesting that well, I do get uh, you know, coverage and stuff and you know, a lot of a lot of love from our outlets. It's it's a very strange kind of love. Like when like when we did a Snoop Dogg show, like I know plenty of cats is there, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of people I saw who I know their Twitter pages. And a lot of people like just didn't say nothing. They were they like they, they acted like you could see the time the tweet schedule between our performance and when Snoop went on stage, and everybody like blanked out, you know, saying between what was on before us, and until the constellations were done, and then Snoop came out. So it's wow. like they don't say anything, and then, then sometimes they they say they say stuff that kind of sounds like they're scared, and then I get a you know direct love. Like things change when like um me and Sticky transported finally, because you know Sticky he's a wild man. He, he holds it down. He, he breaks out all the crazy moves. He hypes the crowd up all that kind of stuff. Like, at one point, I was told that I was somewhat overly aggressive and a bit intimidating to watch perform. And I used to <laughs> see people kind of be like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what in the world? You know what I'm saying? I used to see people be like, you know, huh? Like, you know, you have your, everybody, your real hip-hop heads, your hard heads would be like, yeah, I'm feeling this. And then you got the other people in the back that are like, uh, this guy's crazy. But once I listen to the words, I understand what he's talking about. Wow. So, like, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a very strange world, and I really plan on trying to push more into these uh these outlets to, to get more feedback because without that feedback 
I can't figure out where to go, you know what I'm saying, without just going over them. And I want them to come with me. I want everybody that's involved in all this stuff, everybody to show me love. Even if you even if you don't like me, I still, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I pride myself in not having enemies. And, like, I need people to move forward with us. Even the people who don't like me, I still deal with them. And I still, you know what I'm saying, I don't turn down their opportunities, that, you know, or turn down opportunities to help them do better. Because I'm not yeah. that kind of dude. Well, I could definitely give you my feedback if you're willing to listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I can understand why people can say that you're intimidating because it's this energy that you give off when you're on stage. It's like the serious. It's not, um, you know, I'm trying to work the crowd or I really want the crowd to like me. You you get on the stage like you could give a damn whether or not they like what you have to say. You're going to do what you do. And it's kind of yeah. like an experience. It's like watching somebody work, you know what I'm saying? Like really work on something. They're not looking at the crowd for a reaction. They, it's like you might as well do the whole thing with your eyes closed because you don't even care. It's, the way you come off is like you don't even care if we clap or we hooray or whatever. You're going to get this out. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. um, you know, the women in church who, who start speaking in tongues. They don't care what nobody thinks. It's just they just yeah. doing it. They're feeling it. Like yeah. they having, they having a, a, a religious experience. And it's kind of like yeah. what I see when I'm looking at you. Because if you go back, when I was at the uh, uh, Alter Ego Fashion Show, and you go mm-hmm. back, you were so far up there. But I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at everybody else in the camera. I'm looking at Fisher Freeze, everybody's faces. And everybody's like, mm-hmm. they're going off crowd reaction. They're walking around. Some of them, you know, is in the same in the same lane as you. But I'm looking at your face, and I just don't see a reaction. It's kind of like you got this. Um, like this mental vomit that you're just going to spit out, and you could care less what we think. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that's raw. That's raw. You, you serve it to them straight up. Like, I don't give people hamburgers. I kill cows in front of people. <laughs> that's the performance. That's what the performance is supposed to be. And I can see, I can see people saying, you know, that's intimidating or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because... You have this um, this air about you where you obviously intelligent. You obviously, you know, have um, you have knowledge. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But it, it radiates. It's not something that oh wow, he's so smart. I didn't think that he would say that. It's kind of like I know he's gonna spit some deep shit, and I really don't want to come off sounding like a clown. So let me not say nothing. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> wow. I'm serious. That's what's going on. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't get as many articles as the people who write, write about cars and drugs. Yeah, it's probably why. You just seem like you have your 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 thought process is just so higher than everybody else's that you would really have to set your cookies up to even have a conversation with you. And you really would have to be secure with yourself, you know, confident within yourself to talk to you. That's the kind of swag that... I do. I find uh, I'm attracted to that kind of swag. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Thank that's you. the type of people. That's the type of people that you should be around. I don't want to talk to people that's dumber than me because I don't. I don't gain nothing from that. I'm just giving. I'm just giving. It's a bunch of giving and it's not receiving. I'd rather talk yeah. to somebody that can teach me something. You know, somebody who um, you remind me of. I don't know if you know him, Brother Manifest of Happily Natural Day. He, he oh yeah, like I've heard that. Him Huh? Mm, I've heard of him before. Yeah, you kind of like, it's like you got to really have your shit together when you have a conversation with that kind of person. Uh, And that's that's, how you are. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that, yo. That's awesome. Like, 
Thank you. That that's a that's a that that flatters my whole day, you know what I'm saying? That that today has been a crazy day, yo. You know what I'm saying? You well, have I'm no idea. Oh, and I'm not trying to say you I'm not trying to say you're putting wind in my sails like, oh this but I mean I just really appreciate that because it's an honest comment. And it's it's yeah. clear, you know what I'm saying, expression and like like right now, like we're negotiating with the national, I might be, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm locked in for the date, but we got to get our opener straight and everything. But I'm supposed to be headlining at the national on the 16th, and um, like one of the biggest things, yeah. And like uh, the, yeah, and, and like the craziness about that is that um, like the person who handles, like I don't know if you have any experience or if you've heard just the horror stories of trying to be booked or book shows, but communication, you want to yeah. talk about like you know. The blindly and the blind. You have a lot of times where somebody wishes to cover your eyes and look the other way at the same time but still walk forward. It's that ridiculous. Communication can be all over the place, totally unfocused and unproductive and frustrating. And, like, the, yeah. the chick at the National, she's a communicator. You know what I'm saying? She's a straight-up, forward communicator. Like, that's what that compliment is to me. It's straight, honest, just communication. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing to gain, nothing to lose, just straight-up that's what it is, and let's move forward because I know you're strong enough to take it, and I know you won't yeah. let it go to your head. That's yeah. the kind of people that, you know, saying that we need more to deal in this game to deal with. And the problem is most people are just looking right in front. Nobody, they have, they have a lot of what I call the slice mentality. Like, you can look at things and be like, well, damn, I, I want a sandwich. So you can, you can think, I can take one piece of bread, I can fold that joint over and call it a sandwich. Or better yet, <laughs> I can scheme on this other dude and get him to bring me another slice, and then I'll have, I can, then I can, I can take the meat from the other person over there because I know they got mad meat, and, but they, you know, and they got a little bit of bread, and I can make a sandwich off of that. Nobody wants to just go ahead and be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and work on getting a loaf. And then yeah. I'm going to decide what I want to put on this joint, you know? Yeah. Nobody I wants think... to work for the loaf. Yeah. They just want a loaf about. Wow. Loaf around. Loaf about. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I know that you um you putting out a different project every month. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like I mean, I, I just put out the last one for a while now. You're saying the future was the last piece of the puzzle for me. Like I've I've been in the lab a lot, like a lot, lot, lot. Cause I got a lab around here, so I, I'll just bang tracks out. Like I can do. Like we got up a few nights back, like about a couple weeks ago, and that was like a major show. We did like five tracks in one night. Like I go in hard when I go into the lab. Like I don't do I don't do like the whole I'm gonna kick it at the studio. I'm gonna smoke and drink, and we're gonna sit here for a while, and then we're gonna write a verse, and then chill. I, okay. I do. All right, we can smoke and drink, but we gotta work. We gotta yeah. pound this out now. We gotta make this happen. You know what I'm saying? So, like I've been grinding so hard, and I've just I've just amassed so much stuff that I was like I was sitting there, and I was like, why would I want to sit here? and bang my head on the wall over how can I get some money out of somebody for my music when all I really want from the start. It's just for people to pay attention. That's it. Just pay attention. Wow. So you know, I, 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 I decided. You're not going to get bread or be the next not, anybody. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to just put this music out. I'm not putting out a whole bunch of stuff to make people give me money or to shower me with adulation or be like, oh, you know, I wish that he would do this or do that or cater to them or that. I'm simply just taking my life and giving it to you for free because I want to be free. And I and this is freedom for me to be able to put something out like that for free and touch so many people around the world. Ten years ago, you couldn't do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So for me to be able to do that, not and, and not really have to spend much cake and just get to love life and live it and you know have all kinds of thrilling experiences and have people actually, you know, like pay attention to what I think and then give me their thoughts and then for us to build off of that, that in itself is what this is all about for me. 
And that's what every project has been about from the start. It's just just giving it to them, having them listen to it, having people enjoy it and think and stimulate them and, like, just change their life. There's been so many people who've come up to me and just said, like, you know, I was listening to this and it changed my life. Or, like, I had one dude, I was lamping up with slavery, just chilling. And I gave it through the CD on the random. And he called me while he was driving over to Willie Bridge. And he was like, oh, my God, you just said watch out for the devil in the CD. And I just figured out, you know, saying, I'm going through all these problems. I need to chill. I need to watch out for the devil in my life. I need to find positivity. And homeboy yeah. actually checked himself into a mental hospital off that joint. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, I get wow. strong comments like that. That's the kind of strong feedback I get. I don't get, like, like Black League was a dope rapper. I get, I'm checking myself in a mental hospital because I'm dealing with evil stuff in my life. And thanks to you, I finally see that. That's what I get. Damn. Damn. Now, let me ask you this, because I read in a blog recently that you consider working, like, slavery, right? Oh, yeah, all day. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so with the fact that you're doing this and you're giving this away for free, I mean, I feel like, I mean, this is my opinion, you're giving out, you're just giving out gold, you're giving out diamonds, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are your thoughts, but you just said they inspire people. I mean, to the point, they're changing their lives around. Won't you stop being a slave and and, and stop being a master? Because, you know, Frederick Douglass came up with a plan with everybody else to get off the plantation, but he was the only one willing enough to run and live in a ditch for a while and make his way up north. And then he came yeah. back and he bought his freedom. So mm-hmm. I'll get a deal if I'm supposed to get a deal. I'll get whatever money's coming to me, and I'll come back. And I'll show everybody how you can do it through that route, too. Hold on one second while I plug this phone in. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on, come on. Yeah? Yeah, I'm there. Excellent. Okay, yeah. So, like, basically, like, because I've had a lot of people tell me, yeah, man, you know, you could be selling this out the trunk, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not trying to sit around a house with somebody and talk their head off and be like, this is why he's listening to my music. This is why he's giving me money for your music. All I'm saying is just pay attention. That's it. And I, I'm not going to stop running out of stuff to rhyme about. Look at the world we live in. How could I ever run out of stuff to talk about? Wow. Wow. So if somebody wants to pay me, I can record an album in a week. And you know what I'm saying? We can move it. It's not a problem. But in the meantime, I'm going to make sure that these people pay attention and listen because that's what matters to me most. I'll be, I'll be all right. All I need, you know what I'm saying, is a roof over my head, a little bit of tree, a couple 40s, my, my team <laughs> make these beats, and a lamp, and you know what I'm saying, and just positive people around me. I don't need a whole bunch of money. Like, I, you know, saying, I don't care. I can stretch 20 bucks for a week. Like, that's how I get down. I've, I've lived in cars. I've been homeless. I grew up on the interstate, like the songs say. So, to me, I'm, I'm all about values. I, I could care less about amassing a large amount of money for a cost. And so if there's no oh. cause, there's no need for the cost. Wow. You know, that's, I, it's, I don't know. It's like inspiring almost. I mean, if only most people had those. Just simple ambitions, you know what I'm saying? Just to be cool, just to be happy, not to be rich or famous. Wow. Uh, being rich, and I know people who have millions of dollars, and they're some of the most unhappy people I know. And I know people who, who have reputations that, you know, it go way before they receive them. And, like, at the end of the day, you're saying there's nothing worse than either living in your own shadow or having a solution to everybody's problems but not no solutions to your own. Because everybody has problems that can be solved by money except for the person who has the money. Mm. Now, I went ahead, and I hope you're okay with this, but when I went and got my my copy of The Future, I went ahead and um, downloaded it so we could listen to some of those tracks off the album tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, want, 
I want to play a few because this joint is is hot. I really like it. Uh, what was the motivation behind this? Which is the which is the title track, right? Yeah, the future that joint. Yeah, like that was um that like after all the work that we've done, you know, saying me and my producers, I really wanted to um do something like that that spoke to them because. Like a lot of the stuff, like I mean, I got 15 albums of of, of solo <laughs> releases, and, you know, and talking about myself and and you know my my drive or whatever with what I see in society, all those things. But I really wanted to put down, you know, saying on record that how much I appreciate them and how inspiring it was to me, and that this is just the start for where we're going in our lives. I'm not saying we're going to be rich and famous and crazy. I'm just saying that we're going to continue to evolve and sharpen ourselves. And to be positive people, and and as long as we continue to push that off of each other, anything is possible, and that's what the okay. future is. Because any that's where anything's possible. That's where possibility lives. Is in the future, not in the past. That's a thought. That's a thought. All right. So this is Black Liquid, the future. Tell us what you think. Six four six three seven eight zero four four two. Together with my niggas, I refer the 
all that we got, nigga, like it or not, with my mind and my heart, the fights that I fought from the spark to the blaze, the ink doesn't dry till it's on top of page, the cage is the key, that's the key to the cage, y'all made me me, and gave me free, fresh from the slave, straight back to the track, while the pieces get smaller, the puzzle get bigger, the future, it's a brand new day, we done come a long way, but there's more to say, for my niggas. It's a brand new day, we done come a long way, but there's more to say. For my niggas, to my niggas. All right, that was Black Liquid in the future. You saw that, yeah. boy? Hey, I mean, that man be going in, yo. He be <laughs> Thank going you. in. Oh, Thank you, man. Thank you. Is these one of those joints that you just like you just did in a couple of hours and then that was it? Oh yeah, I mean I I, I went into that joint with a clear a clear vision, you know what I'm saying? Like that one, like I see colors and whatnot too. So I I saw the color of that one, and I was like, this is the one where I need to talk to my team. And that's why the hook is it's more to say for my niggas, to my niggas, because it's more to say for my niggas and it's more to say to my niggas. But I had to say that to them, you know what I'm saying, for us, so that we can all move forward, and like. That was, I just I went down, I just banged that joint out. I, I had fun writing that one. Wow. Now, I know um, a lot of people may not know, they should know, but they may not know, that mm-hmm. you also have two radio shows of your own, right? Indeed, indeed, yep. Well, tell Very us about true. it. All right, well, it's as simple as this. This is what it's all about. And uh, I'm actually going to begin a new initiative on the radio thing as well because I really want to get on... Um, get a format together and get it comfortable and, and you know, establish relationships with the people all all around right here in Richmond before I took it there. But I'm going to be opening up the radio station to artists all across the country. I'm going to create a mailbox, and I want artists to send me tracks that are really about something, and I'm going to give them airplay. But, like, yeah. the way the radio – yeah, the radio, the radio started for me was just – I was at a um, – like, I used to – first of all, I was a massive, like, MySpace grinder. Like, you see these people on, back in the day that were spamming and using, like, programs and all that, like, Friend Blast and all that stuff. I was uh-huh. on my grind for real. Like, my Follow Friday, I do that by hand every week. Like, over 100 tweets, 100, like, that, tons of people getting shout out. I do that by hand every week. And I was doing my MySpace, 17,000 friends by hand, all night, grinding, uh-huh. super uh-huh. deep-duper, like, extra hard. And um, I went to this show at this place called Purple, I mean, called Rumors, to see this, this band called Purple Rhinestone Eagle. Because I know this one chick that whenever she invites you to something, it's always, like, crazy. And not, like, crazy, like, oh, you know, that was a blast. Wow, stuff. there's always something, like, weird or wild or, or something. Because she hangs out in, in, a, in, a, in an area, and she has a strange energy around her as well, you know what I'm saying? But she, she lives in that stuff. So I went to see this show. I had no money, had barely any gas, and, you know what I'm saying, I had no way to get in. And, like, when you call her phone and she's doing something, she never answers. But I was driving, and I called her. I was like, look, I'm near the show. Is it straight if I come through? And I get in, and she was like, yeah, I got you, because I'm running the show. So I was like, all right. So I got there, and I was standing there in the front row, and uh, this dude, like, all the way in the back was all grinning at me and everything. And I was like, what's this guy's problem? And so I turned back around, and I turned around, and he was standing next to me. And he was like, I got a radio show on WIR, and I, I, I call it Mixtape Mixtape. I'm Matt. I, you know, I just play people's music on the radio, but I was on MySpace, because my, my show has a weird name, so everybody always sends me stuff. And I saw your music from, and I was like, this guy's music is good, and he lives right here in Richmond. If I ever see him, I'm going to have him on the show. So he was like, come to my radio show. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So 
So I came there and like I was in love with it from from the from the start. And like I just we, we used to do monthly showcases playing all independent music. And um then like after a while it turned into like more frequent. I was doing interviews of, of people and stuff like I interviewed photosynthesizers. You say way before we ever knew each other in, in the performance aspect. You saying I was at there you know interviewing them and stuff. And then he lost his show because of like a, a big misunderstanding. First he got hit by a car and I was hosting the show for him. And then when he came back. He, his, he had to get his new job straight, and one of his jobs scheduled him at the same time, and he just got mad confused when he was supposed to do a fill-in, and he lost his gig. So then I spent, I spent like three, four months at WIR just grinding, just building with them, trying to show them that I am a professional about my business and that I, I really do have a passion for all this, and I had to apply three times, and they finally gave me a show. And then like a week later, this dude I worked with was like, I'm cool with this guy over at uh, WDCE. And he wanted me to come on his show, but I don't, I'm not comfortable talking on the radio. I want to know if you want to do it. And I went and talked to him, and he was just like, you can run my whole show if you want. So I ran his show, and then he was like, I'm going to get you a show. And so I got a show. So I, I got two, two uh, hip-hop you know, FM shows just kind of off of um, just being there and being honest. That's like the most important thing. You put a steady effort into something, and you just be honest, and you do things without an air of expectation, you can inherit the world. Wow. You know what? That's. You go from homeless to having two radio shows. Awesome. Son, yeah. come on. <laughs> God, yeah. if that's not motivating enough for your ass, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, really. This is the type of stuff that we need on the internet constantly. Hope you can hear this shit. I need to. I mean, for real. <laughs> And you say, you know, not to have ads about, you know, not to have certain expectations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we all need to hear, including me. So I really appreciate that. Oh, oh <laughs> um, no doubt, yo. Expectation betrays the expectant. Mm-hmm. Those are words to live by. Expectation betrays the expectant. I've learned that time after time after time. And, like, that is very true. Whether I was watching my pops get shorted on a paycheck and have the pawn his jewelry, or, you know what I'm saying, I was sitting there at the crib waiting to go play in the Blockbuster video games, you know, tournament, and he never showed up or whatever. Or, you know, I was expecting to get out of school early when I was a kid because my mom said she was going to get me out, like, after lunch because that was the only way she could convince me to go. Like, you know, I'd be sitting there and the bell would ring and the day would be over. I learned from that, if you can make it to lunch, you can make it to the rest of the day. Mm. You know, so so I sit around and be like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. I mean, you know, I'm wait, I'm staring at the door. I'm staring at the clock. Time's moving by slower. I'm missing the whole point. You know, so I might as well just take this and keep it moving because you know it's really it's only a few hours out of the day. You know, you can expect, you can expect, you can expect, but instead of you put effort behind stuff and you just push, 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 and try, 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 and do you, eventually you'll you, you'll look in the mirror and you'll find out that you do. Yeah. Now, have you ever, I mean, you, you're talking about grinding constantly and, and going hard on MySpace before everybody else was even thinking about putting those programs on their MySpace and stuff. Have you ever got to the point where you worked so hard you got burnt out? Uh, I mean, like, you get, I, mean, I, I get frustrated sometimes, you know, when you're doing something and you see somebody else who's doing nothing and they get a whole bunch of acclaim. But then I'm like, you know what? That that was just that's just their quarter and a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be the first quarter or the fourth one, or you just got to be one of them. So they can keep dropping theirs. You know what I'm saying? We're all working for change. That's it. You know. So when I get when I get upset and I get frustrated, I look back and then I realize that what I see behind me is even a greater reason to look ahead. And that's how I keep on going. Like you like you ever seen uh you ever seen Rambo the the, the last Rambo that came out with the, with the uh-huh. Burmese situation? 
if you watch the special features on the DVD, there's a, there's a part where Stallone talks about how the Asian guy that was in it with him that was in the in the military group, he was not prepared for the for the weather in Thailand. Like he had been working out, he'd been doing calisthenics, all this crazy stuff. And he was like, I was in the best shape of my life. And I got to the set, and the first thing Stallone told me was, you need to lose ten pounds, or you're gonna you're gonna die in the, in the jungle. And he was like, I couldn't believe it. And then um. Stallone was like, you see, when you go through things like this, like when you go through grueling processes where you, you're, you're doing something and it's art and, and the days begin to blur together and the ground begins to just become trying and tiring, you never want to sit down in that audience seat with the rest of the people at the premiere and see a scene where they're, they're like, they're comfortable with it. They look at it and you look at it and you see that you didn't try as hard as you could have. You see it? Because you never know when or who or what is looking at what. But if you put 100% effort behind things at all times, you don't have to worry about that. Don't even think about failure. Don't even think about this ain't going to work. Think about I'm going to work. That's what you got to do. Bruce Springsteen, the, the boss, he says, you know what I'm saying, he said that he um he, he reached a point in his career because this dude asked him on an interview. He was like, so do you um you, do you ever stop and think, is this really what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing? And he said he did it once, and it drove him crazy, and he realized he'd never do it again. And from seeing that, I've stopped asking questions. You just go hard each and every time. Yep. I just go hard. I mean, I just I just go hard and I go honest. Regardless of what it is I'm doing, I'm doing what it is that I'm doing. I'm not trying to candy coat this or switch this or cater to that or, or be this or be that. I'm simply being me. If you operate with a solid set of principles, you'll be all right. A well-rounded individual cannot take sides. But they both share the same amount of degrees, whether it's a square or a circle. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if you put a circle and a square, you're gonna, there's going to be little gaps. And that's where you're seeing them sides will come together. God, we writing this stuff down, man. You have no idea we over here just sitting here. This is like a fourth, fifteenth topic. <laughs> this shit is deep, and I like you. <laughs> yeah, I want to get into some more music. Damn, this right. was seriously deep. <laughs> you don't understand what you're doing over here, sir. Anyway. I want to get into I Try. What was the inspiration behind that? Uh, yes, that right there was, um like, my I did on, on Lich State of Mind, I had I Try, because that was, like, my thing. I, it's, it was just, like, I Try, you know what I'm saying, to see the other half, I Try, you know what I'm saying, not to stray from the past. I Try to see it all in advance, I Try, you know what I'm saying, and, like, I, no matter what it is, I'm still trying. So then I did a sequel to it called, um I did I Try Part 2, which is about things not necessarily working in in the right way, but you still have to keep going. And, like, people not believing in, in this or that or, you know, people talking this or that, me having to face that. So when I did, I tried, it it was kind of like my, um it was my personal inspiration and, it's like, success story versus, like, saying, yeah, I'm still down on this and that. I'm, I'm trying to move forward. It was, it was time for me at one point to stop being, like, I'm trying and show you all that I tried and this is what happened and that you, too, can do this. Because those experiences, like, when – I dropped that CD, and, like, the worst thing happened in the world, my whip broke down, but then the next day I was in slavery. I mean, not to mention my mans picked me up, and, like, this dude, my man Gidge, will not play my music in his car in front of me. Never. You know what I'm saying? And he picked me up, and I was like, man, come on, man, let me play this joint. He put the, the CD in his whip and everything, and we rode drilling that joint back. I didn't even care that my car was broke down. I was like, this is what this shit is about right here. You know what I'm saying? This is what everything is about at this moment. I struggled so hard to get this joint right there, and I'm finally hearing my joint. I was in slavery. I sold a bunch of the joints and fixed my car and got it back on the road. So then I had to make another CD just to give back to the people. And, like, I was amazed. Like, more people had it than I ever expected. You know, they, I ran out of copies, like, super fast. And each time I had to walk from the front of my slave 
to the back and then walk as they stared at me and we made eye contact from the back to the front over and over and over, like 50, 100 times. Like just, I just kept going through stacks after stacks and stacks of CDs. And like each time, you know, it, it was it was real weird feeling to to know that these people were looking at me in this capacity. But it it was the, it was it happening, you know. Saying it was me trying and doing something. And when you try and you do something, you try. It. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't fail. They listened. That's all I wanted. I just wanted them to listen. So that's what that song is about. It's like my like my success joint. It's like what happened, why, what motivated it, what I had to face through it, and that I ain't stopping. Wow! Wow! All right, listen to Black Liquid, and this is I Tried. I'm going to tell y'all a little story about life. July 2nd, 2007, lamping in my room, it was Q equal A. A equal Q, 50 times over, again and again, because it was all over. He was complete, my father sent to me A picture that he drew of himself in the ring Of course, naturally, it said free black I took it as a sign, it's about time we got it back he hit the road, got it photoshopped Slug did the printing, we finally got the drop Rank 240's left the rest up to God And got the shrink wrapping at the safe it was on Then the whip, broke down. kids got me Rotted in his whip for once to my shit, 49 copies left in the black bag, thinking to myself, this too shall pass, I never knew what it would be, but I knew what it could be, so I tried, I tried, I never knew what it would be, but I knew what it could be. So I tried, I tried, July 3rd, 2007, Black's birthday, I took it as a blessing, 30 copies deep at the slave like effort, my niggas came through, they got the latest effort, to walk to the back, and walk to the front, to hit them with the copy, I swear it was surreal, my five dollar dream became a prophecy fulfilled, next state of mind, my third eye revealed, of the safe, copies running low, at this rate I would get, my whip back on the road, thanks to my niggas, thanks to the dream, thanks to the struggle that became poetry, I gave a copy to Kwanzaa and told him it was me, as Batman is the Bruce, but Richmond is the city, end of the week, sold through the first 50, I drank two 40s and made another set, I never knew what it would be. But I knew what it could be So I tried I tried I never knew what it would be But I knew what it could be So I tried I tried December 15, 2007 The only thing that changed in my world was the weather I got back to making more tracks in September and decided to drop an EP for the winter. Next state of mind, stack after stack. I do it for the love, was my way to give back. Katie did the cover, slug and blue printed. On once again, but this time for free. Super Nintendo, 80 OZs, 12 
16, I was back on the scene. Passing out CDs before I could even rap them. Niggas wanted copies, brought friends, they were asking if I had another, cause even they had the last one. I ran through that 50 even faster. And if you ask me, it's a dream. With every word written, closer to being free. I never knew what it would be. But I knew what it could be. So I tried. I tried. I never knew what it would be. But I knew what it could be. So I tried. Hopefully that's going to go ahead and come together all the way. I'm a headline to the National for this Martin Luther King kind of thing we're going to do. And um, then after that, in February of the uh, 4th, I'm at the Renaissance with um, with Arctic Freeze, Official Freeze, Do the Paperboy, Miss Proper, and one other group. Might be me, I'm going to drop the list. But uh, we're all going to rock that at the Renaissance. And, um, and then in March, we have the Purple Day, which is an event for epilepsy at the Camel. And, uh, the only, the only situation right that, with that right now, the epilepsy event on the 26th, is I just found out that uh, I did Young Jesus DJ's contest for the, like, the Def Jam CTE $100,000 production deal last year, and I'm a finalist in it, so I'm supposed to go to Miami in March, but I don't know if I'm going to be in town for the, for the epilepsy event or not. But within you know, saying, these three events taking place, we're also putting together um, some mixtapes that we're going to put out. My producer, Lord Thug, right now, he's um, – if you're on Facebook – Hit up Justin Barnes or, or Lord Thug or go to my page and hit me up. If you're an artist and you want to be featured on the mixtape that we're going to put on blast and you think you got skills, holler at us because we're going to put out this mixtape. If the production is free, all you have to do is donate your time and effort and promote it. But, I mean, that's, that's what we're going to be doing, basically, just putting out more releases. I'm not going to put out a release every month anymore. I'm going to do um, something during the summer. I'm going to see what kind of legit you know, outcomes we can come with. And I might put out, like, a, a solid studio release album and shop it in the streets and do that kind of stuff. But I'm mostly just going to try and um, really just work with other people now that I've, you know, put out so much solo stuff and begin to, um, so we say, ra- raise up to the next level, you know, saying, of the infrastructure that I've already created through my social networking and through the different venues that we've, uh, you know, performed in and the different people that I've met and, you know, different professional experiences I've had, you know, with all this radio stuff and all that. It's mostly just about taking everything to the next level and solidifying this level, okay. all the while remaining liquid. Wow. Now, you I haven't heard the entire album yet. I'm still going through it. You don't have anybody else featured on this album? Just, I don't have anybody good. featured on any of my albums. <laughs> I have 15 albums with just me. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. You expect to collab with other people in the future, right? Oh, yeah, I already have. We've got, like, at least 20 collab records already in the stash. Like, I've been been busy, like, getting it in. Like, when we did those five records in one night, that was me, like, working with other people. And they they were like, damn, like, you don't play. And I was like, no, I do not play. 
And because I'm, I'm used to staying in the studio, I used to lock in. You know, I'm a late night lamper, so I lock in in the studio like 11 o'clock, and I wouldn't leave until the record was done. So if it took till seven in the morning, took till eight in the morning, then that's what it took. No food, just a 40, two skinny ass blunts, and you know what I'm saying, a beat. And like, <laughs> and then I have to I have to remix this this stuff all myself. You know what I'm saying? I have to balance it all out. I got to go through it. I got to say is this right? Is all that? But it, I'm used to locking in. So, like, working with other people has been fun so far because sometimes you find people aren't used to locking in. Other ones, they want to do it, but they, they haven't done it, so you get to push them to that level. And all it does is add to, you know, to your professionalism and your understanding of how you wish to express yourself even more. So that's what I'm really looking forward to now. I'm looking for is artists who are really serious about their grind and are in it to try and, you know, create some sort of product to profit off of, but instead to just convey how they feel and who they are to other people. You know what I'm, I'm just looking for honest people who are about this, not about what others are. You say can say can be theirs, but what is actually theirs already? Now, are you are you stringent or particular about who you collaborate with? Um, to an extent, like I definitely know that like there's there's artists who who don't have their uh, how can I put it to you? Like they don't have, in my opinion, they haven't shown me a side of them yet to where they're really truthfully prepared. To, to delve into the areas that you know I like to try and get into in the music, like you have, like I mean I did a, I did a song with uh, with Slim Cartel from Crunk Squad, which is something nobody would ever expect, and like on his song he's talking about you know because the song's like seven days and like his song his part of it is about you know his, his grind his trap action or whatever and my seven days is about how you know what I'm saying I wake up I work out I roll up then roll out you know what I'm saying hit the slave hit the page forty ounces you know what I'm saying all that kind of stuff like. It's all just basic. It's all just me, and it was something like I was. I did the record because I felt like it, it was a challenge to take this guy who's all on the other side of, of the musical, you know, span, so to speak, and for us to meet in this common ground. I wanted to prove to people though that I can work with anybody. So I, I, I can work and will work with anybody, but I won't just work with anybody. Like if somebody said, "Hey, I'll pay you this to do this song with me," I'd have to be like, "How about we sit down and have a conversation first? Yeah, because it's unrelated. Yeah, exactly. You have to have chemistry. If you just create a record, it's just going to be soulless. You have to have more than, than just a record. You have to have yourself injected into it. So I'm looking for people who are just about really crystallizing that and giving it to people instead of just being like, okay, we're doing a song about real stuff. We're doing a song about jail. I'm going to do write a prison verse. That that will not do for me. You know what I'm saying I, I want to know. You know, I want I want to feel like you did when you sat down on your bed and looked to your right and there was a dude taking a shit next to you. That's what I want to know about. I don't want to know about how long you was in there and what you did to get in there. I want to know what you did while you were in there. I want to know what you did when you got out, how you were changed, how people, did you have the Carlitos way effect that people look all different and look at you the same? You know I'm saying? Did you go looking around for one familiar face? You know, did you, were you alone? Did your girl troop the bid for you? Like, I'm looking for people who have qualia of the experience. Like, the mind works off of qualia. Qualia is the very, the very essence of experience. It's the very truth of it on one's, you know, saying interpretive mind. I need that given back. That's what's missing from the game right now. We have a whole bunch of adjectives and very few nouns, and you're know, saying a bunch of verbs that mean nothing, that are doing nothing, in- inactive verbs, linking hey. verbs. You know what I'm saying? Is and ours, you know? No, no real, you know what I'm saying, this. What's your feelings about the, the music scene in Richmond in particular? Oh, the, the, oh, Richmond's music scene is interesting because – like, you go around to, like, Atlanta or you go somewhere else that where they have an established scene where they have artists who are all working together with a sense of centrality, and, like, you have um you have this understanding. 
that we're all artists, we're all, we're all trapped in here, but we all have to push each other to shine because unless our scene gets bigger, we're not going to garner larger attention or respect from these other places that are doing it bigger than us. In Richmond, you have the cafeteria mind state. Like in high school, when you used to go into the cafeteria, all the cool kids sat at one table. All, somebody else sat at another table. You, know, you had the click factor, but nobody ever realized that they were all eating the same food. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's what it's like being an artist in Richmond. Like, no matter where you are, they're all eating the same food, and some people are drinking the same Kool-Aid. And, like, no, others, yeah, others are, like, you know, they, they're with it. I'm trying to meet some lunch ladies. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's what I need. I need, I need. You say what? I said that's not even just the music scene, though. That's the, the yeah. industry, period. Everybody exactly. is out Mm-hmm. And it's not even necessarily out for self, it's just out to be part of. Some people feel so alone and, and value themselves so little that they have to attach themselves to something else by any means in order to even begin to divulge the true sense of self-worth that lies within them. So, mm-hmm. like, you sit, you sit and you look around, and you're like, how can I work with this guy? I'm not hating on this guy, but, I mean, how can I work with this guy when I know that he doesn't even take himself as serious as he needs to? Or how can I work with this guy when I know that this guy, all he wants to do is be the guy he saw on TV last week? And then you're like, well, then what, what do I want to do? And then you realize that there is no, there's no guy. Like, I deal with people, and they're like, yo, you know, I want to do this for you. I want to promote you in this way. I want to do this. I'm like, well, who's the guy you're going to run to? Because there is no one guy in Richmond. There is no, no person who's in control. There is nothing to be controlled. We, we are the equivalent of a forest when it comes to some other city's paved roads. So mm-hmm. I'd rather stay here and saw logs, though, and wake people up, then go down there and have them saw logs on me and sleep. Mm. You say I'm I'm willing to work and push it through there. So that's what Richmond scene requires is is a lot of a lot of sawing, a lot of cutting down the trees, a lot of living in log cabins and saying and not thinking of the skyscrapers. So what's your advice to up and coming, uh, not up and coming lyricists, but anybody trying to pursue their dreams or their goals right now? You know, we coming upon a new year, so a lot of people got mm-hmm. that resolution that they're going to stop talking about it and they're going to be about it. And for you, I mean, just talking to you, obviously you've evolved so much from what you were to what you are today. And it's the thing about it is I feel like I'm impressed, not by what you have, but by what you're thinking. And I would really like you to just give some inspiration or some motivation out there to anybody who's listening who could use it because you went from homeless to just being happy. You sound content. Mm. You sound satisfied. And that's oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very content. I'm very content, but constant is the enemy of progress. So I guess like we could start with that. Don't get comfortable with, with anything except yourself. And then from there, don't fear yourself. Instead, learn to embrace yourself regardless of what other people may say or what other people may think they see. And then from there, forget forget saying, oh, I didn't do this. Like, there's a lot of people I know who, like, try to work out and they quit and then they beat themselves over it. Or they create a workout regimen that's way too intense and they're not ready for it because they don't have that time and they're not used to it. Instead of sitting there and creating some lofty thing that's, like, so ridiculous, why not instead find something that you can do that will work towards your dream? What, you don't have to run everywhere. You know what I'm saying? The Porsches and the buses stop at the same stoplights. So okay. there's no reason to burn yourself out and just try and try and try in the wrong way. You have to take your time. You have to take your falls just as much as your rises because they make each other. If you're not willing 
Because if you're not willing to lose, you will never win. And if you're not willing to win, you know what I'm saying, you won't know what it means to win because you never lost. So you have to find the balance in between those extremes in your life, and you have to push, you know saying, yourself and decide what really matters. Do you want to go and hang out with the crew and get twisted and go to the club or go wherever or go see a movie or hang out with some chick, you know, you know what I'm saying, or do you want to stay home and grind and write and rhyme and go online and, and find people who are all the way across the country or whatever or around the world, but you can provide the opportunity because the opportunity has been provided to you through technology for them to hear your music. Do you want to pursue that or, or just to see your dream, to see your fashion, to see what you're into? Do you want that or do you want to just go ahead and settle for what you got right in front of your face, even though what you're showing them is what is right in front of your face? Mm. Like that's what it takes. You have to ask yourself those questions and you have to defeat each negative voice, each negative thing every day. You know, see, we all deal with, with, with bouts of, of anxiety like, and, and, like, you know, fear or overwhelming, like, I can't believe I'm about to do this type of stuff or should I do this, what are they going to say? But you have to realize that all that stuff is after you put the effort forth. And, and, and you have nothing to fear except inactivity. Don't even – failure is one of the greatest things in the world. Failure is, is the very gasoline for the fire of the, of the soul, for the passion that burns inside of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you read – like you read like old books, you know, say like, like you know, you read the Bible, you read the Quran, all those books are full of people facing the same problems of of, of self discovery that we're facing now. So don't be afraid of yourself. That's the number one thing. Do not be afraid of yourself. Instead, use your fear to your advantage, because when you do, that shit scares people. And if you can, if you can scare people, then at least you've made a firm reaction. And when they count it, when they when they finally overcome that fear of you, they they can only do it by embracing you. Because in life, when you're afraid of something, the only way to do it is to overcome your fear. If you're afraid of heights, you have to walk super high in the air for a long time before you realize that it's really the same as walking on the ground. It's just your mind saying, holy shit, I'm way up in the air. You know, so anybody out there pursuing their dream, to anybody out there that wants to be involved in, in music or any kind of creative thing or simply just wants to be a better person, to be the better person that they can be, you have to let go of the fear and instead embrace it and overcome it. And then from there, it's just... It's just work. Effort yields, yields results, and, and faith builds character. Positivity yields perspective, and perspective yields patience. You know what? I want to I wanna thank you for oh, doing no, thank that. you. Goodness. I mean, you have no idea the, the inspiration that you're throwing out there. I mean, and this is somebody can go back and listen to this over and over again. Just every every other sentence is something that you can live by. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Let everybody know oh, how can they get in touch with you, how can they find you. Oh, and yes, I am not hard to find. I am on Facebook. It's Black Space L-I-Q. I'm on Twitter. It's B-L-A-C-K-L-I-Q. I'm on MySpace. It's B-L-A-C-K-L-I-Q. All my links are pretty much the same because I'm just like you. And, like, all I, you know, saying, all I require is that somebody – Say something. Don't don't just because you heard my name just now on the internet. Say at Black Liquor on Twitter. At Black Liquor. Check out my CD, Shawty, and then give me a link. Like no, say something. Be a normal person. Do not saturate exactly. with it already saturated. You know, I don't. I, I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich today. I put peanut butter and jelly on it. I didn't put peanut butter and peanut butter and peanut butter and peanut butter on it and then some <laughs> jelly. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it like you're a little hungry too, because you like keep bringing up food. Mm-hmm. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Oh, well, you, know, you are what you eat, yo. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. And, and, you know, and if you eat too much, you know what I'm saying, you'll, you'll, you'll be out of proportion and you'll begin to think disproportionately if you think too much of yourself. 
Thank you so, so much. So just get at me on the ground. Oh no, thank you, yo. Thank you for having me. And and you know, thank you for you know being at that um at that fashion show and supporting releasing Nicole Alexander like that. That's a, uh, you know that's that's, that's a real thing. Okay. And they, I was I was absolutely floored by her strength and her courage. You know, saying to to take such a loss. You know, saying you lose you lose your child, you lose your daughter to such no, nonsense and random negativity, and instead you build it into a foundation that can change the community, the people right around you. You know, saying not yeah. the people on the TV. Even though there's people on the TV suffering as well, there's people, our next-door neighbors are all suffering. We're all caught up in this together. So, like, for you to be there to represent that event, because I saw you, I was like, ah, uh-huh. she so said, yeah, you said that, that was big to me. So, thank you, yo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to be in touch with you very soon, because i got a feeling yeah, yeah. that I'm going to need you. So, yeah, I will I'm going to let you go, let you get back in the studio, push out, like, 17 more albums in a day, and we can be in touch. I'll let everybody know how to get in touch with you. Right and I hope you go on the website and see your pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've actually, I just got on, I've been trapped up in all this weird stuff that happened today in the past two days, and I had no chance to even look on the Internet, but then I was like, I got to check the Internet right now. So I've been retweeting for you and all that, too, y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a good one, Black Liquid. Thank you so much again. Yep. You, too. Watch out for the devil out there, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I have to. You too. Take care. Peace out. All right. So that was Black Liquid. I mean, come on now. If that didn't motivate your ass, I don't know what will. You know? Goodness. Wake up, people. Look out for the devil. But anyway, you want to get in touch with him and you want to see him, like you say, all his links is Black Lick. That's B L A C K L I Q. He's also on WDCE.org, W-I-R-I-R-I-R-I-R, look at me, I'm just, I'm in awe, I'm sorry, it's too much. And WDCE 90.1 FM, hip-hop one-on-one, Monday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, and W-I-R-I-R, 97.3 FM. Hip hop for the rest of us Saturday nights, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. MySpace, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. He's all over the place. Check out um, his uh, his interview on hiphopva.com. It was awesome. Really love this dude. Really like him a lot. And I cannot wait to see what else he has um, to offer. He was dropping an album every month, y'all, for free. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Who does that? That's why I like that dude. Come on now. Now, look. Back to business. Um, check us out. We will be at the Martin Luther King Signature Black and White Affair at POS on the 15th of January. Um, and this is to uh, support the Higher IQ3 Foundation, which is a youth mentor program here in Richmond. So shout out to DMW Entertainment for throwing that. Natasha B. 1980 will be in the building as well as Capture Diva Radio broadcasting live. January 15th, tickets are sale right now, $10. Get in touch with Natasha V. Get in touch with me. I'll show you who to get in touch with. Get those tickets in advance because it's turned out of the door. The signature black and white affair for MLK Fire I'm going to New York to go see my boo, KD, and I'm going to see my boo, Johnny, and everybody else at Don Steel Records. I cannot wait. I am packing as we speak. I know it's a little early, but I like to be prepared. I hope he turns the heat up in there because I really don't like to be cold. Um, just a message out there for you guys. Is that message? 
Yeah. I want to be cold. But I know he's going to give us a good time. I'm, I'm so excited to get to work with um, those on my new fam, and I cannot wait. So um, I will be in New York on Saturday. I will be at the Ash House for Joy Gentleman Ice Body on Sunday um, at the Double Tree Hotel off of, is that Maine or Grace? It's Maine. Whatever, I'm posting it on the website, so you'll see that later. But I'll be there <laughs> at the Denim and Ice Party. I don't rock a lot of denim, but I'm just going to go there and support uh, Marisa Don and Jamila Joy from Ash Out for Joy. And um, what else do we have coming up? Uh, we have a lot. I just can't think of it. Oh, yeah, Revelations at Sunset. It's going to be January 16th. That's after the MLK party. Going down to Harlem Cafe. I'm supposed I'm hosting that, so you guys want to check that out, you know, be there. I'll be talking about that real So I'm real. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm on this different high right now. I mean, he just really did something to me with his motivation. I'm really going hard. So anyway, I'm not going to waste y'all time. I really appreciate y'all listening to me tonight. Follow me on Facebook, Aisha Gaptoothdiva Horn, Twitter, at Gaptoothdiva, go to www.gaptoothdiva.com. I got to get to work, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope y'all have a good night. Please behave yourself. And as always, I love you. And bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, 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 I'm not,